We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Draft, brought to you by Badger State Brewing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I am your host and the publisher of Packer Report, Ross Uglum. So very excited. Why? Because today is a mock draft Monday. Um, as usual, we'll kind of get into a, a Packers draft topic to kick off the show. Then we will get into um, a national mock. Actually, this time we won't. We're going to get into a Packers-specific mock. I'm very excited to break that thing down, and then uh, I will do my own mock today. And, and today, just so you guys are aware, is going to be kind of a whatever happens, happens type of deal. We try to not get super monotonous on Mock Draft Monday. So uh, two men- Mondays ago, we went in with the idea that we were going to trade a little bit, move around. Uh, and then last week, we went into it not using the, the the sim that we usually use, which would be the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft uh, Simulator, which is which is great. Um, I think the trade logic is really sound on that one. It's clean. It's easy to see. It's easy for you guys to watch. So uh, something that we definitely used in the past, and we're going to use it again today. But they've they've mixed their board around a little bit, moved some guys up, moved some guys down. So there might be some different players uh, falling into different spots. I'm going to pull up my uh, Packer report, Packers big board, certainly. Uh, although I, I would guess that since we're probably going to do the full four-round mock, I, I won't have Guys completely available there. The Packers big board on Packer Report only up to 91, actually 92 players because I literally forgot to put a guy in, which is uh, okay. That thing sometimes happens when you're building a table uh, on our uh, software, which is really, really not uh, – that's narrow casting. Not not too many of you have had those troubles. Those are sort of my problems and definitely not your problems. As far as what we wanted to talk about today, and, and I've had this opinion places, but I just kind of wanted to put it, um, as Jalen Rose would say on Jalen and Jacoby, put it on wax and put it in a place where if anybody kind of wants this take or, or I get called out on this later, you know, I can kind of go back to one specific video. I'll remember it 
um, February 26th and, and just say like, Hey, no, this is, was my, were my thoughts. And, and, uh, th- that's the line that I've been talking about at two positions and it's a roster line. Um, Brian Gutekunst once talked about the Mendoza line being like Jair Alexander was right on the Mendoza line as in he would not have taken a first round corner any shorter than Jair Alexander. And this is more of a roster line. And I'll, I'll talk about, uh, a time that this has happened in the past. Now it doesn't mean that they're going to do business this way. Um, it certainly doesn't mean that this is exactly how they do it every time, but what I kind of see at two positions and I'll just say what they are at, at wide receiver and at interior defensive line, which now, um, is, is very kind of solidly one technique and three technique. Now that most of most, if not all of the actual three, four Oki looks are going to go. So very, very little zero tech any left, like the actual true, you think like a Casey Hampton nose guard, um, that stuff's not going to happen anymore that, that they're not going to play that way. I don't think so. Um, we're really talking about one different one, one technique, defensive tackle and three technique defensive tackle as being kind of the primary two positions for the Green Bay Packers and then the wide receiver position as well. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, go back in time to the 2020 NFL draft. And that was COVID that was trading up for Jordan Love. That was a lot of crazy stuff. And um, the Packers had going into that draft a need or a perceived need, certainly at wide receiver too. Um, whoever, you know, would be kind of across the, the formation there from Devontae Adams. Um, they had just signed Devin Funches. The the expectations were not sky high there. I would say rightfully that that did not probably turn out the way that the Packers had wanted. Um, but they're tied to a bunch of guys in the draft. They loved Justin Jefferson. Um, Minnesota takes up to to take their trades up to take Justin Jefferson uh, well in front of them. Green Bay picking late due to, you know, success that they had in the prior season, making it to the NFC championship game. So the, the Vikings take Justin Jefferson. Allegedly, Green Bay loved Brandon Ayuk. Um, the San Francisco 49ers trade up to take Brandon Ayuk. So Green Bay then uh, decides, well, we better go up and get our quarterback. And they select Jordan Love, which has so far worked out very, very well for them. He's going to get super paid. It was the right decision. As much as I didn't like it at the time, I've already done my mea culpa on Jordan Love more than once. It worked out great. Um Packers fans at the time, though, would say, you know, pick 33, T. Higgins. I'm not a, the biggest T. Higgins fan in the world. I think um, if he ever got – he was not very good last year. If he ever got time as as the featured receiver on his team, I think that would leave quite a bit to be desired, but a very, very good number two. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. has worked out certainly then. and uh, uh, But a couple guys that haven't. You know, Jonathan – excuse me, uh, LaVisca Chenault has not worked out. You, you look at K.J. Hamler, just a guy that the Packers would have never taken because he's too small. He hasn't worked out. Then you look at Chase Claypool, who probably would have been the Green Bay Packer. And, and who knows? I mean, he gets with Rodgers, gets with Green Bay's offensive coaching staff, and has a slightly different path. But after kind of showing that he could be a good player, has not been. Then you you, you have some other, you know, kind of uh, minds to avoid in Van Jefferson and, and Denzel Mims. And I'm not just going to list the entire class there at uh, wide receiver, but, um, you know, very much looking at that group. My last guy, and I, I don't know if I would say I ended up being right or wrong about him, but he certainly hasn't had the career I thought he would have, but I really liked Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. And and when he went, I was kind of where it turns out that um, Brian Gutekunst was the whole time and that Brian is not was not looking for a wide receiver after a certain class of those guys were picked. And you might say, why? Well, you know, going into that, offseason, Green Bay had a number of options at receiver across from Adams. I mentioned Funchess. 
Um, Alan Lazard was, was a part of that group. Equinemia St. Brown was a part of that group. Malik Taylor was a part of that group. MVS was a part of that group. That was the year that Darius Shepard blew up training camp and ended up spending some time with the team. Now that would not have gone into that calculation, but, uh, ultimately they had guys too. Jake Kumaro was on that. It was a part of that group with the, uh, um, you know, with the quarterback kind of stumping for him, uh, former Canadian football league star, Reggie Bagleton, the Bageltron was on that roster and it got to a point in the draft. And I don't know what that, what, what point that was because um, Brian never really said, or and it would be silly for, for him to just go out and say, you know, who, who the player was or when their board fell that way. But after a certain point, they just didn't think that whoever wide receiver five was, whether it was Equinemia St. Brown or Malik Taylor, doesn't matter, but whoever they felt like that guy was, um, they weren't going to take a receiver because no receiver would have made the team. It was there. It was their feeling. If they, you know, whatever receiver they would have taken in round four, they liked EQ or they liked MVS or they liked Malik Taylor better than that player. Um, and, and so that's kind of the line. And for the Packers right now, that line is Bo Melton and Malik Keith. And I think that's actually a reasonably high um, bar to clear. Uh, for the defensive line, very similar situation. Green Bay, I think, is, is still probably going to stick with five, maybe six, maybe three one-techs and three three-techs. I don't know, but potentially, especially with Kenny Clark really able to play both spots, I wonder if they don't just play five defensive tackles. Well, guys, Kenny Clark's not going anywhere. TJ Slayton's not going anywhere. Devontae Wyatt's not going anywhere. Carl Brooks, damn sure, isn't going anywhere. And so the fifth guy is Colby Wood, just spent a fourth round pick on Colby Wood in last year. So there's kind of a Mendoza line there for the defensive tackles as well. And the question that I got on Twitter was wide receiver or no wide receiver. And I get that this is a super long-winded way of answering this, but these guys have got to cross these guys being players that the Packers might take. These guys have got to cross that line. Okay. These guys have got to be above that level. Um, so for a wide receiver, you know, for me, it's got to be probably one of my top eight or nine guys. I start getting into wide receiver 10, wide receiver 11. Um, I, I get to a point where I'm no longer really truly believing or feeling like this player is slam dunk better than, um, you know, what what Green Bay has at the position. And and I, I could look at my, my board right now and I'll actually do that just because that'll give you kind of where I believe the line is and and at the receiver position there's there's a number of guys that they just aren't going to get a look at right at all um they're not going to get a look at Malik Neighbors they're not going to get a look at Marvin Harrison Jr. even though he isn't working out at the combine they are not in my opinion going to get a look at Roma Dunze then you go to my next guys and, and that's Brian Thomas Jr. Keon Coleman and Xavier Worthy and I'm higher uh than most I think on 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 X on Xavier Worthy um he he is a, just a hell of a football player to me uh, that's, that's kind of my next shelf. Those are guys that you'd have to take at 25 or 41. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, after Xavier worthy, I've got lad McConkey, who's probably going to be too light for green Bay, too skinny. So is Xavier worthy, but I'm just going to pretend that that's not the case. I, I am aware of it though. Um, lad McConkey probably going to be too skinny. Honestly, Xavier worthy, probably going to be too skinny. Z AD Mitchell, at overall player 49 for me, Malachi Corley then at wide receiver nine and player overall 55 and Johnny Wilson at wide receiver 10. Tez Walker potentially as sort of a downfield threat at wide receiver 11 and player 60 might just be where I end up drawing the line. Got Troy Franklin at wide receiver 12, Roman Wilson at wide receiver 13, and 
Jermaine Burton and Jalen Polk at 14 and 15. And I don't know that I would rather have that Jermaine Burton or Jalen Polk lottery ticket than the Bull Melton lottery ticket that I already have in my hand, especially when I have to burn a top 100 pick to do it. I think the line, and I don't think they're going to take Roman Wilson because they already have Jaden Reed. So the line for me is probably right there with, with the, the bomber group of Tez Walker and Troy Franklin. Do I really believe in Tez Walker or Troy Franklin more than I believe in the lottery ticket of Bo Melton that I already have, or or kind of the Lazard like sure thing guy that I already have in in Malik Keith? Uh, same thing for defensive line. What do I, you know, where where's my my line for defensive line? Well, I also have kind of a specific ask for defensive line too, and that I don't want another two hundred ninety five pound guy. I want a three hundred twenty five pound guy. I want a three hundred thirty five pound, you know, guy. like I want a one tech. I want a nose tackle if I'm going to add to that defensive line room. I don't, you know, with, with Brooks and with Wooden and with Wyatt and, and honestly the way that Kenny Clark can already get up the field, I don't need another undersized pass rusher unless it's Johnny Newton from Illinois. Cause he's just like that dude. And he's probably that much just better than what you have on your roster. Um, the other exception to that is, is uh, the kid from Michigan, Chris Jenkins. And that's just cause he's a dude and, and already defends the run. Like somebody that weighs 25 more pounds than he does. I think he has pass rush upside and I'm not worried about him holding up against the run. Cause he might be the best pound for pound run defender in college football. As far as what that Mendoza line is though, then for guys that I would add that are big, um, you know, Tavondre sweat would be an obvious one. Mason Smith from LSU would be an obvious one. And then I think where I actually have kind of that line um, is with, uh, with McKinley Jackson at, at Texas A&M. So I've got him at, at player overall 54. And as far as big, actual big dudes, the next guy on my list that is like enormous is Mike Hall Jr. is not. Tyler Davis is not. Makai Wingo is not. Ruka Corojo is not. Dwayne Carter might end up being a Green Bay Packer. Braden Fisk is tall and skinny. Christian Boyd. Christian Boyd at 146 is my next guy. So kind of my, my Colby Wooden line. Uh, would be McKinley Jackson, although I'd love them to add Christian Boyd. And because he went to an FCS school, there might be a chance that they could do that late. I'm interested to see uh, how, how Christian does uh, at the next level at the Combine, just because uh, he's got, honestly, hilarious tape. Like, truly hilarious. He is an unbelievable football player. and and But there are always questions about, uh, you know, the the move up, if you will, from the FCS level. Green Bay has done it well. And sometimes uh, they have done it not so well all the time. Okay, let's dive into our very first mock draft of uh, Mock Draft Monday here. And this time it won't be mine. This time I'm going to break down the great Bill Huber, my predecessor at Packer Report. Um, he's been kind to me every time I've been to Green Bay. Love Bill uh, and, and, and certainly appreciate everything that he built for us here at Packer Report. He is a tremendous, tremendous dude. Also employs my good friend, Jacob Westendorf. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, seven-round Packers mock will probably only go through the Lazard comp pick if he did the comp pick, so whether that's in round four or round five, I'm just not going to go in here forever. I have not seen this. I have not seen this. So these are live reactions. That's the way I want to do it here on Mock Draft Monday. Ooh, love the start. Love the start. Rakestraw is one of my favorite corners in this class, one of my favorite fits for Green Bay because I think he tackles well enough to play nickel. So if you want to do a competition between Carrington Valentine and uh, Eric Stokes for the outside cornerback spot across from Jair Alexander and you just want to play Rakestraw at nickel and Jair outside and then have Rakestraw as kind of your backup outside guy, especially if you're still rostering Keyshawn Nixon, then I really like the Rakestraw pick. And and I think he can hold up outside too, but I, I just really – Really like the rake straw pick. Um, second rounder Jordan Morgan, love that. Um, have have you know done a Jordan Morgan prospect primer that you guys have already seen? I think he's a guard at, at the NFL level, but I don't think it matters. He moves people enough in the in the the run game that I think when he goes from blocking defensive ends to, to blocking defensive tackles, he's going to be fine. And I think he has the tools to be truly elite uh, as an interior pass protector. Kalen Bullock, uh, some people are going to like this. Some people are going to think it's hilarious. Uh, Bullock is unbelievably excellent in what Bill's talking about here, which is sideline to sideline coverage ability and proven playmaking production. He does not tackle. Uh, That is something that Peter Bukowski has talked about in the past when coming at me. I don't care so much about it. It seems like Jeff Halfley does. I mean, I care about tackling, but this is pick 58. Okay, Kalen, Kalen Bullock is a better player than pick 58. If he tackled, he would be the number one safety in this class with zero questions. And I think with this, this post-safety, if the box safety can tackle and the linebackers can tackle, it's okay if the, the, the free safety, or as they're calling it, the post-safety can't or doesn't want to. And maybe you can improve that a little bit. I would be thrilled with Kalen Bullock at 58. I can understand um, you know, how, how folks may, maybe wouldn't be. This is a little rich for me on Tommy Eichenberg. I like Tommy just fine. I don't see him as a three-down player, so I'm not spending a top 100 pick on him. But I have no problem sticking him next to Quay and McDuffie. This is my least favorite pick so far, but it's fine. I got I got no issue with it. Uh, Third-round pick, this is great. Trey Benson, love that value, love that fit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I think makes a ton of sense as potentially an Aaron Jones replacement. Uh, did not get a ton of carries in college, as Bill points out here. Should have tread on the tires, potentially even a two-contract running back. Love Trey Benson. Have absolutely no problem. He's in my pile, right? My my Blake Corum, Braylon Allen, Ray Davis pile of, of Marshawn Lloyd, of dudes that I – good enough. Let's roll, right? Like Jonathan Brooks is a little bit at the top of that pile. 
you know, your Ray Davises and your Audrey Katismes maybe be at the bottom. Trey Benson's in that pile. Let's roll. No problem. Love this pick, Grayson Murphy. Um, love it. Love, love the tools there. Um, I, I, I think I'm pr- honestly probably too low on Grayson Murphy. I am, I, I am for this. I, I love he he's that that four three edge, right? He is that type of dude. Um, very, very excited, excited, excuse me, to uh, see him work at the combine, see what kind of uh, short shuttle stuff he does, th- see what kind of three cone stuff he does, see if he's that athlete that the Packers will be interested in. Um, but I watched a ton of his teammate, Laatu Latu, and he kept jumping off like, hey, I can play too. And I, I'd be very, very much into uh, the Grayson, Grayson Murphy idea. And, and Gabriel Murphy is a good player too. They, they had some dudes at UCLA. UCLA I'm not 100% sure why they weren't better defensively. And then uh, JV and Cohen, I like now at this point we're at round five and I'm not going to be too picky on stuff. Um, they need bodies. I think they probably prefer a guy who has played tackle over Javion Cohen. Javion Cohen's a fine player. If they want to take a true guard, um, that would be fine. I, I have absolutely no problem with that and uh, no problem with, you know, the round two and round five additions at offensive line. Cause they absolutely could be losing David Bakhtiari and John Runyon and potentially Royce Newman and potentially Yosh Nyman. So when I say I'm not, you know, 100% sold on the Packers using a high pick on offensive line, they're going to pick offensive linemen. It is going to happen. Um, overall, though, I'd say Bill did an excellent job here, and it's not that far off of stuff that I would have done. I mean, the only thing I didn't really love, I would not burn the first third-round pick on Eichenberg, but who knows how the the, the thing felt. I, he didn't mention, like, well, I was looking at these other linebackers, but – other than that, I mean, if, if you left the draft with Benson, Bullock, Morgan, and Rakestra, I wouldn't have much to say after that. Okay, pulling up now, the Packers big board, which this is great radio uh, and audio because you can't see me uh, pulling up the Packers big board. Pulling up the Packers big board over here. Going to Pro Football Focus. How's our Zoom here for the people? I never forget about you guys with the bad eyes. Zooming up to 125%. Rolling right in here to the mock draft simulator. Hope this isn't just killing you guys that are uh, on the audio side. Going to go four rounds. Hopefully that Lazard pick is still in round four. And let's let's pick for the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. How about that? And let's get this bad boy rolling. This is the anything goes draft. Could trade. Don't have to trade. Using the old school PFF mock. Um, yeah. Anything goes here. Oh, interesting. All right. McConkie, probably a no. Boy, they're high on McConkie at 25 over, overall. Mims is not a guy that they're even considering, I would say. Uh, Fatano and Barton are probably interior guys for them, which is, is not to say that they're not considering them because they're good players. And then Rakestraw, my dude. Okay, this one's pretty easy. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking at Fatano and, and Barton as, as options here. But I, I go back and I look at the um, Packers big board, and, and I've got Ennis Rakestraw at 14 overall. Now, the Packers big board is my top 300 and then swung towards what Green Bay's needs are. So you're not going to see a quarterback. Like my top QB on the Packers big board would be Drake May at 41 and then Caleb Williams at 42. I would take 30, 40 players before I would consider even one of the top quarterbacks if I'm the Green Bay Packers. You have Jordan Love. Um, anyway. Looking down my list here, uh, right after Quinion Mitchell, excuse me, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and right before Chris Jenkins uh, at 15, I have Ennis Rakestraw Jr. at 14. 
Quick look at my trade offers. If I could move down slightly, and I can, I would have to move down seven spots. Um, my my chunk of guys here that I like would be Fautanu, Barton, Rakestraw, and even Tyler Newbin. But I don't want to take Tyler Newbin at, in the first round. I'm going to go ahead with Rakestraw. Cornerback's a premium position. I don't actually have Fautanu or Barton as tackles. The screen here tells you they're tackles. I don't think they are for the Green Bay Packers. So we're going to go with our 14th player on our big board. We are not going to trade down. We're just going to take Ennis Rakestraw Jr. Like build it. It's an Ennis Rakestraw Jr. type of day. Okay, uh, pick 41. So we have taken care of the corner needs. Moving on down the Packers big board here. Oh, we're not going to be interested in McCarthy. Taking a look at, at A.D. Mitchell. Taking a look at Xavier Worthy. It would appear uh, that my dude Keon Coleman is gone. Keon Coleman is gone. Um, got Brian Thomas Jr. At, at 24. Do I have any of my safeties left? Do I have any of my safeties that I consider to be, um, you know, part of kind of the eight, the guys that I've talked about ad nauseum here. Let's uh, let's check it out. Let's narrow this down to the safeties. So it would only be Bullock. Uh, so my guy Cameron, no, Kinchins Kinchin is there. Boy, they got low on Kinchins. Well, that doesn't much matter to me at this point, though, because we're going to be kind of heavy on the Packers big board here. And Kinchins is my 20th overall player on the Packers big board. Going to get some attitude from PFF when I make this pick, but it doesn't matter. I'm acting as the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, not as uh, anybody that you know cares what they think. So Cam Kinchins, player 20 on the Packers big board, right behind Jackson Powers Johnson and right in front of Tyler Newbin, who they are apparently much higher on. Cameron Kinchins at pick 41. So probably going to want to go away from the secondary with this pick. I'm thinking... Um, potentially on the defensive line, potentially if we like an offensive line prospect here, if my God, Xavier Worthy's there. Yikes. Okay. That makes it tough. Um, yikes. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that is yikes. Uh, Barton Fatanu, um, gone. I would assume, I don't know that I would actually, boy. Not going to take Bullock to pair him with Kinchins, although that would be sweet. Looking in that spot at, at, at Jonathan Brooks and, and where I have him on the Packers' big board. Definitely below Xavier Worthy. Oh, man. This is tough. This is tough, kids. Whatever. Let's party. Let's do something crazy. I I can't get I can't get the defensive lineman that I want. Ooh, yeah, I can. Never mind. It's not that tough. It's Tavondre Sweat. It's not that tough. Sorry, guys. Got you excited that I was going to take a wide receiver. Thought I was going to get crazy. So now we're heavy on defense. We're we're now probably going to pay some attention to the offense. Uh, here with the two round three picks. Let's see what we have on the offensive side of the ball. Ooh, Andrew Phillips is a, he'd be really interesting as a, uh, as a nickel corner. We do have to give these guys on the offense some love. Um, we got it running back. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay. Got a lot of guys I like at running back. We're gonna we're gonna stay away from running back right now. Van Pran is interesting to slide in there at at center. Maybe move Josh Myers for a season, but eventually end up with Van Pran as your center. Let's uh, let's look at anything else. Limmer, no. Oh. Uh, this one's easy for me, even though I don't think the Packers are going to be in on him. Cooper Beebe. That's a that's a starting right guard for 10 years right there, Cooper Beebe. That's easy. Now we will just take, unless I really like one of the linebackers, and I bet I don't, I don't, uh, we are going to roll with the running back, Dujur. And Dujur, for my rankings, as Corum is gone and Jonathan Brooks is gone, would be Trey Benson, who is the, right there. There we go, Trey Benson, pick 91. I'm liking how this thing's turning out. Round four, we're going to look for probably a linebacker and potentially add to the secondary again, unless we really like somebody um, in the uh, – if we really like somebody in the secondary. That Isaiah Adams is an interesting one. Uh Boyd would be interesting. Ben Sinnott is really interesting here as the DeGuara replacement. Ooh, I'm way higher than that on Kalen King. And since we took Rakestraw, that might be the pick. What am I picking again? Oh, they've moved the Green Bay pick out of round four, so that might actually change the structure of Mock Draft Monday to a round five. We're not going to do that this time because I'm already this deep into it, so I only get to pick once. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, Although King is so short. I don't know if he's going to play outside. You know what? I'm going to go with Ben Sinnott. We haven't done it yet. We're going to do it now. I like this class. I like how this got a little Kansas State at the end. That's fine. No big deal. Um, but I really like the way that we attacked this, this one. Um, PFF's not going to like it. That's fine. These are my rankings. Uh, really, really solidified the interior of the team, the, the core, right up the middle. Uh, Sinnott becomes a fullback, uh, fullback tight end hybrid. Um, taking over the DeGuara role, which I think is is going to be an awesome fit for him. Trey Benson, obviously, you know, your running back lines up, and, and this is not that important, but when I'm just talking about the middle of the team, um, Benson, Cooper Beebe, I think, starts at right guard day one, or you at least have him in a competition with uh, Sean Ryan. And I know Cooper doesn't have a, probably a ton of positional flex, and maybe he wasn't even a, a player that Green Bay is interested in, but I would take him at 88 all day long. Uh, Tavondre Sweat. I think is is your your your, your one tech, um, and and can keep Kenny Clark from constantly being on the field. I think you're very happy with him on first down, and Kenny Clark can focus more on you know some some pass down situations. Gives you some some depth. I mean, if either Kenny Clark or get or T.J. Slayton get hurt, they are out of luck as far as anybody to spell that true run stuffing defensive tackle. I mean, they have two guys. Period. Because right now, even though Devontae Wyatt is three hundred five, he's not defending the run. Brooks is too small to do it. Wooden's smaller than he is. Their only guy besides Clark is Slayton, and their only guy besides Slayton is Clark. So that's where your Tavondre Sweat pick is. Cameron Kitchens hopefully is paired with you know somebody awesome, whether that's Jordan Fuller, Xavier McKinney, um, whomever, a returning Darnell Savage, though that would probably be less awesome to Packers fans, Cameron Kitchens. Somebody I love at 41, and then Rakestraw has inside-outside flexibility, but I think I've got a, a starting starting nickel, 
a starting safety, a starting guard, and really a starting fullback tight end. And and this is a, a team that was, you know, seconds away from the NFC championship. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about this year's class. PFF doesn't like it. I don't care. Hey guys, thanks so much for uh, following along here. Thanks for watching. How can you help us out by the Packer report draft guide? The link should be right down here in the uh, description right below. Uh, there would be a 10% off promo code with promo code daily. That's D A I L Y. And uh, should be there if you're listening on podcasts too. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm at Ross Uglum. Check out everything that we're doing at Packer Report and do everything you're supposed to do here on the uh, Pack a Day podcast. Like, subscribe, click the bell, get the notifications, do all that. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody, and go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.